entrepreneurship is great, but can also seem overwhelming. Wouldn't you like to know the pros, opportunities, and problems with different business and investment strategies before you jump in? Well then, welcome to Entrepreneurship Exposed. I saw you smile when that beat dropped just now, man. I know you. I know you was feeling the music. Let's go. Man, I'm like, <laughs> just there, man. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of Entrepreneurship Exposed with your guy Bees, where we talk about everything related to entrepreneurship, all the different strategies that you can take in order to get into this game, but with a twist of business acquisitions. Now today. Today gonna be fun. Today gonna be real fun. Well, maybe for me. I don't know about all of y'all, but for me, we. I got my guest today. When I was reading his bio and looking into him, I was like, "Yo, AR VR." I was like, "Yo, let's go. This is my dude. We got we got so much in common already from the technology background." So, welcome to the show, Vic Vibes from Vix Vibes himself. Let's go. What's good, man. My brother? Bees, thank you so much, man. I, I just want to say I appreciate you. Not only for, you know, inviting me on, man, because that's always a huge honor uh, anytime, anytime somebody wants to hear my perspective, but also just building a platform and having these conversations, man. Like, the blessing is that, you know, years down the road, nieces, nephews, cousins, all those, you know, the next generation, they'll come across videos like this, man. And, and the wisdom that is being spread on your platform, man, is going to be what impacts these next generations, bro. So I appreciate you for putting this together, man. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. It's a pleasure having you on here. And I'm telling you, it's actually kind of self-serving because I enjoy getting to meet cool people. So it just worked out good for me, you know? I know, that's right. <laughs> Tell the people a little bit more about yourself, bro. Absolutely, man. So um, my name is Big Hardison. I go by Big Vibes in this digital world. And I'm from Atlanta, youngest of five kids, man. And um, truth be told, growing up, uh, I was on the athletic you know, really just a check in the boxes type of life for real. You know what I mean? I was I was the quarterback. I was a shortstop. You know what I mean? I ended up being the prom king. You know, I did I did that whole thing. And then um, when it was time for me to start going to school and, and picking a degree, it was funny because while I was doing all of the athletics and while I was doing all of that, I was also being like a bona fide hustler, like and, and digital hustler. At that, it's so funny that that's my you know company's name now because it's it's a true testament, like. I find emails of 2010, you know, 2008 of me, you know, basically drop shipping, selling phones, hey. type of vibe. You know what I mean? I was yeah. back on and user testing, like all these little ways to make money and stuff. So yeah. when it was time for me to go and pick a, a, a degree, I knew that I just love technology, period. Right. And when you go and start reading, you know, the different degree options that, that are going to be at your university, I just knew I had to steer in that direction. My dad was an electrician at Coca-Cola my entire life. And, you know, he, as an electrician, saw, hey, look, there's a real opportunity in engineering. You know what I mean? I'm somebody who was blessed enough to be able to, like, really understand numbers and, and be able to rattle those numbers off at the top of my head. So you combine that with tech. And, you know, engineering just felt like the, the perfect route for me. You know what I mean? So went and did that. Uh, went down to Savannah State, got a full-ride scholarship, actually, to play Division One quarterback and was fortunate enough that they did have an engineering degree. That was like one of the, you know, tipping points. Like they had to have the degree as well. I didn't want to go in like general studies, no shade or anything, but yeah, yeah. I knew from my investment standpoint, I needed this to pay off. So, um, you know, I went down there, played some ball, man, had some great, great times, man, was able to, you know, spend it with my family, friends, people were able to come and see me play. And then it was like my junior year when you, you know how you kind of go from, 
the prerequisites to the actual major classes, you know, and this, it, it sucks because I'm seeing that like play out again right now with Deion Sanders, Ed Reed, they're kind of shining light on these HBCUs. I literally walked away from the game of football, my full ride scholarship, everything literally because while getting my engineering degree, I show up to a class like my real first engineering course, my junior year. And the first time that it's supposed to be a hands-on experience, I have like a five, five professor tell 30 people come stand around him and we come and look at a breadboard that's the size of a textbook and we're all supposed to be watching him do this thing and like literally i'm talking about first day i knew right then like yeah this no we can't do this because i'm already a black kid from college park i went for i graduated high school in clayton county where we almost lost our accreditation i almost didn't even get a chance to go to college i was not about to put my whole engineering career at jeopardy because of the lack of resources. So I ended up transferring to Kennesaw State, walked away from football, focused in, and fortunate enough, while getting my degree and working at Top Golf kind of at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I used my mouthpiece, that hustler mentality. And while I was swiping the card of a gentleman while working at Top Golf, I saw that it said engineering on it. When I took it back over there to him, I mentioned, hey, I'm a, I'm a senior at this time. I'm a senior engineering student at Kennesaw, da da da. Long mm-hmm. story short, I become the lead engineer at Hartsfield Jackson International, busiest airport in the world, which happens to be in College Park, which is where I grew up in a full circle moment. And wow. that's kind of how things kind of popped off before I kind of went into my entrepreneur route. So it's a lot to un- unpack, but I'm sure we'll get to it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, wait, what engineering degree is it? Is it electrical engineering? Electrical. Yeah. Oh, electrical. Okay, okay. And then ended up having a, it's funny because I ended up, working more so in the power, power distribution. It yeah. took about two total classes, my entire tenure of five years in college, two yeah. classes even prepared me for that for real. So that's just mm-hmm. to, go to show how that can kind of play out sometimes. Yeah, know? and we know that, right? Especially as entrepreneurs, it's like, sometimes it's weird when you're in college and you're hearing a professor who's never actually run a company telling you how to handle business. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird to, to really see. But college is what it is. It's, it's a place you're going to uh, expand your mind in different ways. But you're also going to network. You're also going to connect with people and those connections. I mean, hell, if you weren't in college at the time, you probably wouldn't have been working that top golf at the time to then lead to that connection. You know, I believe in that, that the alignment of it all 100 percent is crazy. We're having this specific conversation begin of this because I just had this conversation yesterday. My little cousin Ruben, man, he just turned 22. He's at Morehouse right now, computer science major. And I was literally having this, you know, big cousin talk with him. You know what I mean? Where it's like, bro, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know you see me living this entrepreneurial life. You know, I built the house. I built the Tesla. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing all this. But, bro, I want you to know. And, I, and I, like, I, I really hammered it down. Like, bro, the fact that I can start my conversations just like how I just started it with, like, this whole engineering story and then it peaking at me getting that corporation job and me running that project, having 30 grown men. Imagine walking in at 25, wet behind the ears with a degree, and then you got men who are your dad's age, you know what I'm saying, standing in front of you and looking at you to call to play, right? I can't act like that experience didn't prepare me to now be able to talk to corporations and run business or run deals and talk to corporations as an agency independently if it wasn't for those, you know, those conversations, those tough conversations that prepared me from that, you know what I mean? My, my foul organization, that's a whole another conversation. Like engineering put me in my bag when it came to that, but that's another day, man. 
So, okay, because you know I'm dying to skip all of this and go right to the ARB. Right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, you know, keep it paced properly and everything. <laughs> so how did you shift then, right? Because now you, you explain how you got into your industry overall, went to college for it and, you, yeah. you know, leaving an athletic scholarship and everything because you were like, nah, you don't got the academics that I also need to. That was that's powerful. That's a powerful thing because most people is going to focus on, nah, I just know to be an athlete or a rapper and that's the way to come up. Nah, you can still follow your dreams, what you really believe in, and you're a living example of that, man. So, so you move, you out of college now, you got that um, position at, um, you said it was at Har Atlanta Airport, right? Hartsfield, right? Uh -huh. So how long did you stay in corporate America doing that? So that project, and, and, and honestly, man, it was so divine. Like, I feel like God gave me that specific project, knowing that, and if, I, if we're going to be real here, right? We, hey, this, we're going to have an exposed conversation. <laughs> Look, man, when you grow up where I grew up and you're the quarterback the entire time and you're winning, like you're, you're, you're that guy, right? Yeah. And then you mess around and you land a job like that. Like, not that I was just a, a butthole around the world or anything, but if we're being real here, like I was moving an ego, very much so for a, a great part of my, you know, young adult life, you know what I mean? And, and to get a job like that and then the, the, for that to be the story where, okay, now I'm leading this project in my old hood, so to speak. And now, you know, it's such this big thing. It was like, I almost knew in that moment, like, man, when this project is done, there's a good chance that I'm probably going to be done. You know what I mean? Because that was like, with me with this, you know, checking these boxes by a subconscious mentality, it's like, man, if I get to say that I did that, then that's pretty much good. And, yeah. and what made it, I guess you could say worse or what, what made it align perfectly was the fact that I actually got introduced um, to, the, to the world of trading, essentially. Like when I came across Robinhood for the first time, there's a company, mm -hmm. uh, the ticker is NextID, N-X-T-I-D. Probably not worth anything right now, right? But this is way back. As soon as I finish and I graduate, I'm getting my paychecks. And I literally have all my physical paychecks, man. I got an Excel document that shows when I got a paycheck for my first job, I think the paycheck was like $76. I put it in Excel. I put my gross. I put the taxes. I put like, that's how serious I was way back when. You know what I mean? There so, you go. Yeah. So, 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 so just in the transition of things, when I got to the point where I realized like, Okay, this investing thing can really help me out, you yeah. know, kind of balance out how much I'm losing in taxes. I'm giving all my time. So that one play in Next ID, man, which ended up being like a 300, 400% return, I was sharing it with my coworkers at the time. Like that was like just that little bit of blood that I needed to realize like, hey, this is another thing. And mm -hmm. then that led me right into the world of cryptocurrency and the foreign exchange market. And now you talk about and I know that's that conversation is a big one. And I love to have it because that is a skill set. Right. And people looked at it as a thing that you could just kind of hop into and that you could just kind of create money out of thin air. Because if the market goes up or the market goes down, you can make money. A hundred percent true. But the, 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 the skill set in between that was so, so huge. But then I'm coming off of five years of very analytical engineering style of thinking that when I looked at these charts, <clears throat> I took it from level 100 to like level 10. It got a lot simpler to me. And then yeah. that just really took me into that, that web three umbrella. And it, it was just a cascading effect. Like you, you get in the crypto. Oh, because of crypto, that's what that's what led you into web three. And okay. Else. Now, I will say this. This is in this part. 
it's not directly correlated, but mm -hmm. you know, this is just how God works. 2013, this is my sophomore year, right? Again, mm -hmm. this is right before my major classes. I'm in prerequisites, but I take mm -hmm. a technical writing class. And in this technical writing class, Dr. Kalu, he has us write about a piece of tech that we're interested in, da da da, right? Mm -hmm. I write about Google Glass and Google Glass ah. is a product, right? That at right. the time hadn't even came out yet. Like I wrote about it while I had the beta. I had the beta. <laughs> I feel like Google need to call me and at least like let me hold it like because I never <laughs> to see it like you yeah. know what I mean so it was just a foreshadowing moment because I go back and look at it and now we're talking about that's ten years now juxtaposed and it's like this is now the world that I saw with that little piece of development talk I was like wait you're gonna be able to do what like that I mean Apple Watch wasn't even out wearables wasn't even really a conversation I think the um the Fitbit had just came out right so. I saw this whole like removing tech from the phone and putting it on the face and having this whole thing back then. And then later down the road, this whole crypto and conversation, it jam packed me right back into that conversation. And then that's what I've, I've been bit ever since I've been locked in. Wow. That's, that's insane, man. I love it. You know, there's so much there again with synergy that we got too, because I have a computer science degree and a management information systems degree, right? Nice. But I have right. a minor in micromolecular biology. And when uh, people ask me, like, why did you, why do you have a minor? Like, where'd that come from? Like, what? And the, the truth behind it, I don't, I, I don't tell this story all the time, but mm -hmm. I was young. I was watching Star Trek back in the day. And in Star Trek, you know, the matter transport, transporters, at the time, you know, there was no Google when I was that young. So it was right. like, I, had to go to, I was no, not even SGs, bro. I was like World Book Encyclopedia. <laughs> That's what I had to go to, you know? So I was like, yo, how can we do this? Like, can we really like transport people and stuff? Wow, and yeah. at the time, I was doing research and I came across two things. I was in the library, I was looking through stuff and I yeah. came across two things uh, nanotechnology and micromolecular biology. Okay. as the, the components to help towards uh, yes. what would be, you know? So I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it. I want to at least learn a little bit about it or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So your professor that asks you, like, what two technologies would you be interested in and how that could drive your decision-making going forward, that's a yeah, perfect yeah. example of what happened to me. You know Absolutely. 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 So, 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 okay, so now we're making that transition. Um, mm. You know, now I see where you're going, how you're getting into uh, the, the more tech aspect of it. But what did you do with it now? So you learned about, you were, you were doing your crypto. You started yeah. getting into Web3. Um, you know, I know that you, you're in the VR and AR. What got you into that? And then how did you utilize it in, in what you're doing with your career right now? Most definitely. So what happened was, um, it was just like this very... I don't know, it's poetic moment, man, where a good friend of mine um, that I grew up with, she had a birthday kind of trip, and we all went out to California. It was like a group of 10 of us. And um, this was, I'm day trading at the time, right? And I'm still working my, my job at Hartsfield, and that project is coming to an end. So it's like the two of these are kind of happening at the same time. Um, the week that we go out there, it's, just, it's so crazy. My car gets broken into, right? And I, I get my laptop, my personal laptop stolen. And I get my work laptop stolen, some clothes that I had. The next week was the trip to California, right? Yeah. So it was like, when that happened, I literally like take a screenshot. I type this whole thing out like, man, look, I've really been feeling like 
this is an inflection point in my life for some reason. And then my car just gets broken into and all this stuff happens. Then my job kind of makes me pay for the laptop, which was like, that was like, that just made me so irritated. I'm like, look, this is that moment, man. So I really locked in on that trading. And for 14 days straight, I did over $1,000 plus. And that was all that I needed to see for me to say, look, I clearly am making a lot more than what I'm going to be making as an engineer. And now I can go ahead and buy my time back and go ahead and, and start building out, which is now digitally hustling, but a company that I could actually see myself running for a, for the longevity. Like I could see myself mm. being a CEO rather than just the employee within the pecking order. Because once I got that exposure and saw how the projects were running, I was the I was the point of value in our project. So mm. when I saw that, like, okay, my CEO is showing up, but He's really here just to kiss babies and shake hands. All due respect. You know what I'm saying? And I can do that too. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I'm like, I, I really, I felt like I really had what it takes. Be back in in a moment. Okay. We literally got cut off for a second, but yeah. back. <laughs> back, back. Cool. Ain't nothing stopping us though, you know? <laughs> we, we live, we, we rolling? Yeah, yeah, we good, we good. Right, cool, man. So, um, I, I okay, lost my train of thought. Do you mind repeating the question that you so have? more so now? Like, well, how did you take that into a business? Become a you know into your entrepreneur life? Everything yeah. that you you know. So so when I made that transition, I actually went on ahead and left. I was you like that trip from LA. I actually started posting about it, and when I started to talk about what was happening and my journey, I was very very transparent with my journey. I think nowadays a lot of creators, a lot of individuals, and and it's it's it goes both ways. But some individuals like to like kind of get to the top of the hill and then start making the announcement of what just happened instead of like taking people along with them on that journey. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. Like I'm talking about, I was so raw and transparent about the fact that I didn't know anything about what I was doing. Right. Yeah. But then when people start seeing the micro results turn into actual results, yes. and then it actually actual withdraws. And then they mm. actually see me build a house. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the proof that it's like, listen, is this a brag or is this literally like we all saw this together happen? And yeah. because of that, along every step of that way, from me raw saying like, hey, I don't know what it is. I'm just interested. Maybe it was 10 people that go ahead and start building that community. And then once Ooh. we started getting results, then it was 35 people. And before long, it's like, all right, we got to get out of our message chat. We got to go to Telegram. And then before that, you know, it just grew from there. Before long, man, we're talking about thousands of individuals that I built several courses for. And because of the courses that I built and the way that I taught, like, I, I, you know, I really pride myself on that. Like the, the, my level of being able to communicate with someone where they are, understand the perspective that they have on the topic, even if it's a high level topic specifically, like, and then breaking that down in the way that we can, okay, let's walk through this as steps. Yeah. Let's use some metaphors to really like bring this all together. So the way that I was able to teach in the courses that I put together and they were free, but like I didn't, I didn't charge for the mm -hmm. courses, campfire, all that stuff. That was stuff that I put out for free in Google classroom. And, and when people went through and learned this stuff, the community and the social proof was just so there that I'm like, okay, now let's go ahead and turn this into a monetization route that again, yes. I can see long term with. Right. Yes, and, yes. and that's, that's really, that's really what happened. And now I'm in this, this transition this past year where, mm -hmm. I want to be, and this is where we're at now, the value for the people, again, my goal is always to keep that as free or on the low end as possible, just mm -hmm. to kind of separate those that are serious from curious, if need be, 
But yeah. then the truth of the matter is, I'd rather work with the brands and the corporations and get a paycheck from there so that, you know, from the from the individuals who need the, just the information, we can work there. And it doesn't have to be any like sly marketing techniques, you know what I'm saying, that mm. I'm having to use to get you in and get you on the back end. Like, I'd rather just play a real clean game, a real open game, do business over here. And I give value over here. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. And and I don't know. Maybe that's because of your tech affinity, right? Because in the tech space, it's all about, yeah, we're going to just create, build, get it out. We're going to get a bunch of users that's going to be for free. And then we can monetize later on. Right. Yeah. So, so, so uh-huh. the, the interesting thing about that, but before I get into the interesting thing about mm-hmm. it, I had to go and uh, get somebody bring this for me really quick because yeah. uh, I got these right oh, here. Whoa. So, <laughs> this is. This is after I had Google Glass back in the day, you know, oh, I, had nice. to, I had to step up now that this came out. I don't know if you've seen these yet, but this is so interesting to me because these are Ray-Bans, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know exactly and what those are. Yeah. You know what it is? The Facebook yeah, stories? Yeah, Ray-Bans. Yeah, recording. Yeah, listen, yeah. these things are so awesome because they look like normal. They look it's like normal cool. um, uh, shades. But you know, I'm I'm recording video and all types right. of stuff. So uh, right. maybe I shouldn't even put this because I don't got no uh, you know <laughs> promo deal with them or nothing. But whatever. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Cool. Tech. So, yeah, it's it's, on the back end. That, that yeah, there we go. Right. <laughs> but now, so now the key thing is when you're uh, starting up a business, like given that tech example that I just described, and you often have to bootstrap. In order to then grow, then you're going to get some rounds of funding, maybe uh, angel investors, then VC and all that type of stuff. And that's when you can start to really fully monetize and things as you've been growing the audience. But you know that I speak about acquisitions, right? I speak about how you can buy a business and why is it more important to buy a business because the head start you get. Because now you could do the same model, but you acquire a business that's already profiting. So now you got cash flow coming because one of the things I was teaching my students recently is that, uh, I used to. I grew up thinking cash was king. Nice. Then, then when I got older and learned a little bit more, I, I thought I thought that credit was king. I was like, nah, not cash is credit because you could get leverage more. Right, right. But then I realized that no, cash flow is king, right? Because credit is cool and all, but cash flow of rec- money cons- consistently coming in that's yeah. king, and that's that's what you get when you're acquiring a business. You're buying cash flow. So mm-hmm. tell me now. Because I want you to define what the creator economy is, right? Because we're going to dig into something related to acquisitions and that. But what, what, how would you define to our audience the creator economy overall? Most of and and the beautiful thing is, is that this is extremely, extremely new in its structuring, mm-hmm. but it's and it's and it's due simply because of this open space of this digital economy. So the creator economy is anyone who is essentially using, I like to say tech as a whole, because it doesn't have to be camera iPhone, right? You can use a microphone, just any of these different avenues, but you're using this digital world to create and then create monetization on the backside of that as well, right? We're now in a space where we're not just calling people influencers. And because I remember, like, I'm able to sit in what it would admit for somebody to call you an influencer in 2011, 2012. That was like a derogatory term. This is a new thing that people are worshiping. I don't want to use the word worship. Yeah. Like people are really like giving, you know, the due praise to, to the individuals that are working and creating communities. 
That wasn't the case for a very, very long time. You know what I mean? And because now with this term creator economy, it's it's very clear that these essentially influencers, which are now termed creators, they're actually creating businesses. They're not just mm -hmm. creating content, right? So where where I'll use myself as an example, my my social media is a more so like a portfolio. It's not really me being super social. I'm not just showing my food and you know, yeah. my workout because that's not my business model, right? Yeah. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show the quality of my content creation and then I'm gonna show my education ability. Why? Because from a agency perspective, I work with corporations that are going to that I'm able to come in and help if whatever their education model needs to be, I'm able to come in and help assist with that. If it's web three specifically, I've worked with corporations, built their whole entire curriculum for them to run a whole company on. So I want to I want to show that the creator economy is taking it from me just creating content and posting it out for likes, comments and reshares, but actually creating content that is now my economic vehicle to provide for my lifestyle. Now, my ability to go into Premiere, my ability to shoot in 30 versus 60 and do these different things, I'm now able to create multiple lanes of excuse me, revenue for myself. We actually, mm -hmm. this is actually breaking news, but um, the our Digitally Hustling newsletter, which launches on February 8th, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, we secured our very first sponsor who secured three spots. The company is, we can go with it, Creative mm -hmm. Juice, right? Creative Juice, okay. amazing company. They're actually uh, somebody who's going to be providing funding for creators that have YouTube interests. So if you're somebody with the catalog already or upcoming, like you're able to link with them and they'll give you funding. Like we were able to go ahead and secure them as our sponsor. One issue hasn't even come out yet, but because of this creator economy, there's economics that can be put together with my interest of trending topics. When I'm scrolling mm -hmm. social media, instead of me just seeing a post, a meme that says, you know, let's just say meta just because it's funny you just brought them glasses out Meta just acquired <laughs> another glasses company because yeah. they're looking to uh you know make it you know more sleep yeah. so what's crazy is that i'm seeing memes like that i'm not just liking and just putting it on my story and keeping it going yeah. i'm sending it over to our database on the back end so that that can now be imported into some form of content on the back end whether it's in our newsletter and we're writing about it, whether it's a DH hotline, it's something that is going to fit within our packaging because, again, our content creates revenue. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. this creator economy, and it, and it goes around the whole circle. I'll wrap it up here. But it goes, the, the, the creator economy has arms like an octopus, right? Mm -hmm. I'm someone who just so happens to be able to do a lot of things. I'm very autonomous. But with the roles in which I'm actually saying is a videographer. Uh, DP, lighting and grip. I'm talking about an editor. I'm talking about a producer. I'm talking about content writer, copywriter. I'm talking about graphic designer. My, my newsletter is all like there's graphics on everything. Like all of these different roles is the creator economy. And for those that have or create a, a, a real foundation in one of those niches that help hold up the creator economy, that is the economics that is being created nowadays. Okay. Okay. I got it. That makes so much sense. And, 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 you know, I think people forget that simple fact of moving from your creating content to making it an official business. Right. And it's not just around content. This happens all the time. You know, I, I preach about, uh, 
Rich Dad Poor Dad with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and the cash flow quadrant and how a lot of times you know people start in the E quadrant employee and then they say those words I want to work for myself and they go down to self employed but they stay there forever yeah. right they stay there and it's like nah I'm just, it's, I just need to do it myself I don't trust nobody else to do it for me that's not a business it'll never be a business right you have to make that jump to be a business owner you have to think like a business you have to figure out how you're going to structure it you got to pay taxes you got to do all the things that you need to do to be in a legitimate business and that's exactly what you're describing here so so I definitely love that so I got a question for you for sure you you excited about the apple glasses that might be coming oh, yeah. out there <laughs> man listen here man i am i've been waiting on that product for a very i was so Me excited too. when i heard tim cook even being bullish on it period right yeah, sure. I, there's they're very strategic with their marketing and their wording yeah. so i understand them staying away from the word metaverse and all that i don't care about any of that mm-hmm. i know when apple inserts an industry inserts themselves into an industry, the industry. they redefine that industry Right. They don't have to be first. They have never been first. They didn't build the first computer. They didn't build the first MP3 player with the iPod. They didn't create the first smartphone. Right. They didn't have the first touchscreen smartphone. Mm. But I know for a fact and I love Meta and I love everything that all the companies are bringing to the space. But I have a great feeling that when Apple goes ahead and drops this new device, man, that this is going to help open up the eyes to how embedded augmented reality is about to be in the fabric of our lifestyle. Oh, yes. Can you imagine 20 years from now, bro? They won't be, I think in 20, maybe 30 years max, Mm -hmm. it won't be the glasses anymore. We just have contacts on. (laughs) You know, what's funny. um, And this is one of those things that like, you really just got to be looking into this stuff for, for it to connect because no pun intended, but on Meta Connect, this is now the second year that Mark Zuckerberg has actually uh, hinted at the fact that they're trying to, or they're working on technology where you don't even have to actually move your hands for real to to actually select things on the screen and you know interact with these games. It's yeah, the yeah. because you know our body has so much electricity That's running true, yeah. through it. They're using those waves to actually create or you know create games and computer processing and all of that yeah. and this is now the second year that they've had it featured in meta connect and they've made tremendous growth on it so it's like we may be seeing that in in the five minute segment a part of the two hour presentation and looking over it but i know for a fact that if there's a company working on that right now that like you just said in the 15 the 20 to 25 years we're going to be past this like this is going to be barbaric. I'm here oh, to say, yeah. like, oh, we're yeah. going to be looking funny at ourselves by, I see somebody say the neural plants. Neural implant. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, hey, look, let, let that be the next generation. I don't want know, right? <laughs> you are going crazy, bro. Oh, man, cool on that. But no, she's, she's spot on because it's coming. It's actually here. You know what I mean? Elon is working fast ahead, but... Yep. It's just gonna be funny that we're the same way that we 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 joke about typewriters, the same way we joke joke about the big computers. We're gonna joke about the fact that we carry these around at one point. Yeah. It doesn't sound funny right now, but it's gonna be a time where we're gonna joke and laugh and like, oh, you remember you remember when people used to hold them things and look down all the time? All the time it's crazy to people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gonna look weird that we yeah. all did this for so long, but right yeah. now it's just the way that we live. Mm, for sure, for sure. I, I'm definitely looking forward to what's coming in the next uh, couple decades. Yeah. But yeah, you ever watch a show called Black Mirror? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. so sometimes I, I think to myself, like, yeah, maybe, maybe we don't need to go too far right now. I don't yeah, those know. are definitely previews. Those are yeah, those ain't just TV shows, man. Yeah, <laughs> no. Go ahead and let us know, like, hey, this this where this stuff goes. So be careful now. <laughs> so tell me, in the in the creator economy, mm-hmm. if you were going to acquire a business, what business do you think would go good to fit your model that's you know in the economy question. that's a very good question one business model or one business that i would look to acquire is if there's already a agency or a collective of videographer photographers or and and i have to put editors kind of separate like let me just be very clear every videographer is not an editor and rarely right. is an editor a videographer okay yeah. so that those are two different niches but if you can acquire editing agency, man, because nobody wants to edit, right? Everybody's creating content. Content is going through the roof. Everybody's buying DSLRs and getting off the iPhones, which means everybody's going to be getting on Premiere, maybe instead of CapCut a lot more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's levels that get into this, especially when you start leveling up. Like when you start working with corporations, they don't want you. You're, I don't even want to say don't want you. You're not using mobile applications. You're not using that. You know, you have to yeah. use the industry standard um, software. So it's like if you can go and acquire a company that can mass produce content for people, I think that would be a thing. I, I would have said six months ago, maybe eight months ago, I would have mentioned AI. But truth be told, man, like even a few months back, I paid a good friend of mine. $65 just to look over some, some copy for me. You know what I mean? Just because I don't even like my own sentence structure. Yeah. I'll never yeah. do that again. You know what I mean? Simply because Chat GPT is crazy because I was Chat GPT, boy. Woo, <laughs> 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 no, let's not. No, man, you keep mentioning things that could be whole episodes on this whole. Man. man, look, I'm trying to tell you. It's like when I saw that, so it came out November 30th. I saw it December 4th for the first time. Mm. That morning, I put out, I put out like, "Yo, Google, you know, I love you, but listen, ChatGPT, this this right here is going to completely shift just the fabric of the world. The the access to information every single time in the history of the world that we've made an advancement when it comes to the access to information, the fabric of the world changes." Yeah. That, that's why there was a separation of information. That's why there's been history that's been changed and modified. That's why we're rediscovering, or not even rediscovering, but we're realizing that principles that were spoke about and banned and all that are now like, yeah. people are realizing like, no, actually not. The, du- the, the, the double split experiment is actually 100% factual. We can't <laughs> act like that's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it goes on and on. So it's just like now that we can talk about you know, the, the, the night and day between asking Google for something versus putting a prompt in a chat GPT is just, it's, it's ridiculous for me and, to be able to, go ahead. And no, I was going to say, and chat GPT, people don't, I don't think most people realize when it became a public beta, mm-hmm. cause it's technically still in beta. Still in beta, facts. And when it became that public beta, they removed it from the internet at that moment. It was connected to the internet prior to that. Yeah, All of the I'm things that it's doing now, now yeah, all the things that it's learned and continue to evolve with, that happened while it's not pulling from. So it's not like, I don't want to say the word because I'm in my house, but the A-L-E-X-A, I don't want it to start going off. But it's not like that where every question you ask is pulling from the internet to get that answer. Nah, this is answering it for you 
as it's built out its uh, logical processing. Yeah. So th- and, that you, and the fact that this is the part that I really like about the tech is that you're building, it, it's really conversational almost. Like if you and I were sitting here and we were having that conversation, like what type of business would we want to go acquire? We could actually go and start building out a model and a whole business around it. Then when we get to the part where we say, okay, well, let's go ahead and put some operating agreements together. Let's go ahead and put some contracts together. Like all of that is going to be available. Like Ooh. 25 names of the business. Like for you to be able to do so many of that thing, like the 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 brainstorming part. That's the part. And for yeah. any creators out there that come across this software, like I really want to stress this because what AI is is a tool, right? Yeah. What will happen for those that use it as their foundation? is they're going to create a larger and larger partition between those that are actual actually valuable and those that are using artificial intelligence to represent their value. Because when you start having conversations, you really start doing business with people, it'll, it'll come through, it'll see through. When they ask you questions and you're not able to type up and figure out what your prompt is, that is going to see through instantly. So you really want to like use these tools to like help in the, in the, in the brainstorming, uh, excuse me, phase, but then you go and build your product. You go and build whatever that is. Feed into it, help it, allow it to help you, but don't allow for it to actually steer the direction because it's your uniqueness. Like if you're going to be attacking a business or any industry, like you need to be the thing that's going to be adding to that business. If you use a technology base, I promise you it's going to be watered down and we're going to be able to fill it. We're going to be able to taste yeah. it because we're using it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me now, um, when, well, uh, you know what? It's time that we pop the creator economy. It's time to pop it, right? Yeah. Because we, we've, some people didn't realize what you were, what it really was. Mm-hmm. So that explanation makes it, you know, it makes sense. Everybody's like, oh, that's the creator economy. I'm already part of the creator economy, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. that 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 transition to getting yeah. to making it into a business. So let's let's talk about what the pros are. If somebody wants to really focus on the creator economy, what's the pros of getting into this realm? Absolutely, man. Um, one of the things with the with the creator economy is, and it, it, it's double edged sword, but it's the ability to have that um, autonomy. Right, you're going to be the one that can actually sculpt up and, and craft whatever it is that you deem necessary for the world. Like you should, to me, it's a big responsibility to act or to, to, to go ahead and step into this world of being a creator, right? Yeah. To be influencing people. Like there's, there's individuals that are at the beginning process of this and their, their mentality may be, let me create content and get brand deals from X companies so that I can replace my pay from my job. And mm-hmm. truth be told, that is like, Although that is a lane that's like that people are attacking right now, I feel like that's going to be the least sustainable uh, mm-hmm. for anybody. If, if you look at the companies, right, the companies that you're wanting to get the brand deals from are laying off 10 and 15 percent of the highest paid individuals at the company. Mm-hmm. The budget is not even going to be there to be paying these micro influencers that are looking for that. And if you're getting anything, the swag packs. Damn it, that's not it. You know what I mean? You're not going to be able to pay bills with yeah. merch. You know what I mean? Just that's just not what it is. You need to position yourself with equity. And like mm-hmm. I, I'm like the the one-off checks are cool as well, but you really want to be able to position yourself for long-term play. Let me get back to the pros. All right. Yeah. Hopefully that 
that's helping the conversation. But <laughs> is that ability to have that autonomy and be able to, you know, craft things how you want. And mm -hmm. you're able to have your representation, your say into the conversation. Often mm -hmm. we find ourselves scrolling through social media and consuming content. And then we'll, we'll find ourselves, watch the content, go to the comments, and then we'll go back and forth with individuals through there about how we didn't like the post, how we liked the post, what they should have said, what they didn't should have. Man, come on. Like, mm -hmm. like that is not going to, you know, move anything forward for real. If yeah. you really want to have stake, if you really want to move uh, the conversation forward, you really want to like sculpt a industry, create, go sure. ahead and create the voice, create the platform. That's why I appreciate you putting this together. Whatever you feel like needs to get put out into the world. If you felt like people really need to dial in on taxes this year for the next six episodes, you could go out and get individuals that specialize in taxes. And now yeah. you have created something that is going to move the needle forward. Rather, if you exactly. didn't have a platform and then you felt like the world needed taxes and then all you did was go in the shade room and say, bro, I cannot believe these rappers keep getting caught up. <laughs> I need to be on tax. Like, bro, yes, like, that's not actually going to do anything. So bro, I'm that, I, I love I love this answer. I love <laughs> this answer because that is so true. It's like, and you know, and what I speak about all the time is business acquisitions. Yeah. And most people, especially in our community, they're like, oh, wow, that's that's above me. I can't do that. And I'm like, no, of course you can. Here's how. Because right. I'm creating the content and putting it out there to let people know that, yes, you can do it. And I'm trying to move the needle forward to say that, hey, our community needs to acquire more uh, businesses and get that head start. So I 100% love what you're saying. Most of, man. Most mm -hmm. of. <laughs> so so here's, a, here's the other thing that I've noticed, too. Um, mm -hmm. This creator economy is so powerful because it's media yeah. and I, media acquisitions are an important um, strategy to, 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 to consider, right? When, when you look at something like Disney, yeah. Disney didn't become as powerful as it is now because of the parks. Man, they became wow. so powerful once they acquired like ABC and ESPN and, you know, Marvel. <laughs> I mean, look at Marvel, Marvel ran the last decade, right? So media again. I don't know if you could if this will focus in on this. Wait, it's kind of focusing in. Let me That's see. Lines. I can't wait, wait. There we go. Oh. I see something a little bit more. What is Can you that? see? So this is this is something called the Disneyland Synergy Map. Okay. Okay. So what it was, what it is, and you can Google it right on the back end so everybody can get a clear visual of what it is. It's something called a synergy map. And what, what it does is or what, you, what it's designed to do is you basically will put your business model or what your business is right there in the middle, right? Yeah. And then all of the different avenues that your business or you know whatever you're looking to build, the different parts of that business model, you'll go ahead and start con almost connecting the dots. But how are we going to be connecting the dots specifically? So let's say we was talking digitally hustling this right here in the middle. And then I'm saying, okay, our, 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 our clothing apparel is going to have an augmented reality feature attached to it. So if I say, you know, clothing and apparel, but then I have digitally hustling, well, to connect those dots, I have to start thinking about, okay, what are some of the things that we're going to put in place that can still make sense to help the overall brand? Well, another one of those boxes also say YouTube. Well, okay. I'm I, first step for me is I, I'm an engineer, right? So yeah. if I'm gonna pay anybody to do anything, I want to get in there, get into the weeds, so I can at least have perspective when you're about to do the thing. 
So the first thing I went and did was I went to Meta and I started to learn the actual software. They have a certification program. I started going through the certification program, but I streamed it to the YouTube because it's also a part of my Synergy map. I'm trying to connect. I need every every piece to be able to touch two or more or it doesn't make sense. I love that. I love Disneyland to your point. This, as you can see how connected the Synergy map was, yeah. you talk about apparel, you talk about TV, you talk, everything is linking back to each other, which is going to create that footprint that is so strong that you have a Disneyland. There we go. And it, I, I relate that to in mergers and acquisitions again, when yeah. you're trying to determine what to acquire, you're going to sometimes consider vertical or horizontal mm-hmm. integration. Right. So you're going to you you own a trucking company and you're going to acquire a, a warehouse, a warehousing company, you right. know, 3PL. And uh, you can maybe acquire a dispatching company and they're related to your industry overall to help you to become more strength. So I, I look at what you just described with the Dis- with Disneyland Synergy map. Yeah. I look at that as the planning for it, the strategy of it, and then you could do the acquisitions to do the vertical and the horizontal integration overall. Hundred percent spot on. I'm glad you said that because just listening to you and learning from you over these coming years, in which I will like putting that, like as you were saying that, I'm lit because I have the same thing. Like what's crazy is that was Disney's, mm-hmm. and I know it'll probably be out of focus, but yeah. this is Issa Rae's. Issa Rae. Oh, sure. Think about Issa Rae now. She uh, has, we talking, she has a, bro, people don't even notice. She has a, she has a, she has a, a artist, like a label for yeah. rappers, right? She has her own acting studio, right? Yeah. Then she has her own acting school, essentially. Mm. She created a show called Rap S-H-I-T, which mm. then the artists that were a part of her agency are now featured on the show for uh-huh. now getting there you go. That's that's it right there. There we you know go. Me? So I said, look, you know we have to do it to him. Now we're working on the DH synergy map, which I'm like 10, 10 iterations in. But I said, listen, uh-huh. we're going to make sure that we have all of the synergy so that again, like as we're modeling behind these companies. But to your point, the, the acquisition portion, when I talk about okay, we're creating the clothing brand, but let's talk about how can we actually create a clothing brand and not just a merch line. Like mm. when we talk about us creating an application so that when we talk about this creator economy and, and the gig economy, which is another term that kind of fits within it, the individuals that are yeah. in and out, just one-off jobs, those individuals as well, when DH turns and starts creating the application that'll start serving that economy, I want to I wanna be able to make the right moves where we're not just outsourcing everybody and giving percentages away. But we actually have the ownership within it so that we can keep as much of it in-house. So I'm definitely going to be a student to you, man, for sure. Well, I got a gift for you that's coming soon that's going to blow your mind, too. But but we'll get back to that in a second. So, okay, um, what what would you say are some of the opportunities? I mean, we kind of went over them already, too. But uh, let's go to the problems. Let's go to the problems. The problems of getting into the creator economy. Most of um, I would say some of the problems. One I'll say is I don't want to go the saturation route, man. If yeah. you're unique in a time like this, man, I'm, I promise you, people, there's the eyes are out there. They will find you. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the problems is that it is a learning curve, man. This this game we're talking about a bunch of niches. If you go back to the example I gave a little earlier, just in the concept of creating content, like bro, we're talking about 
a lot of different lanes. We didn't even talk about the ability to speak, right? To, to actually have on-camera presence and yeah. to be able to have that determination. Man, it's a lot to be able to run that and to be consistent and to be business-minded. Let that, that truly is the problem right there. Mm-hmm. Typically, the creator is not the business-minded individual. Mm-hmm. And the business-minded individual typically isn't the creator. The creator. Yeah. But now we're living in a time where if you're running a business and you're not presenting yourself on social media, you're leaving so much market space, uh, so much of the market out mm-hmm. for other individuals to capture because we are going to be tuned in. We're going to be watching whoever's talking about it. And mm-hmm. now the subject matter experts, the perception is the people that are making the content are the subject matter experts. So if you're not the individual that's creating the content, some of that business may be going to somebody else. And then on the flip side, the creatives typically are so like how I was getting that earlier. Like, look, man, I just want to give it to the people. Like when, when I'm thinking of who needs this information, it's not the person who's sitting high and mighty already. I'm thinking of some of my friends, people I grew up with who like, bro, if I could just explain some of this stuff, people who are just now getting started as creators, people who just bought their first camera, like, bro, what do I look like charging you 500 to now try to learn how to use the camera? But then there's 10 other things that you also need to go learn. So, yeah. so I think one of the problems is with that learning curve being kind of kind of tall, it's either like, okay, do I pay for somebody else to do it? Do I invest in my own education? Am I going to take a YouTube university and gamble on who I think may be the person? Like, So that learning curve is kind of steep. And that's why, honestly, this is me putting my, my hat into the ring. I'm building a brand to build, to be that education, to be that uh, perspective, to go ahead and like all some of the things that people don't even think about when it comes mm-hmm. to creation that people aren't even talking about and just providing that information for free so that we can shorten that learning curve and people can move into once they get past the the, the, the rat race of trying to just keep up and get my post in and stuff like that yeah. then i think people can get to a, a area where they can really start thinking about the business model and how they can actually scale up and really structure yeah. something at that point as well because you have people who they figure, okay, I'm gonna be a creator. That just means I need to do a couple of, you know, reels and TikToks yeah. and stuff. But then it's like, yeah, okay, you recorded it. Now what? What about the editing? What about, uh, you know, the branding? What about the marketing? What about everything? So there's multiple phases or or elements to the entire creator economy, and that's what you mean when you say that the learning curve is high because you can't do the entire stack by yourself, and right. then. You, you got to either bring in people or go learn and that type of stuff. So that definitely makes sense. Now, now tell me this, though, because, of course, I'm going to say that the, the benefit here is that if you acquire a photography company, acquire the editing company, acquire this company, you know, we, you, you build the entire stack or acquire the entire stack so that it's around you. And now you can utilize it not only for yourself, but then also serving other creators. Right. So. Here's the gift that I got for you, uh, team. Can we put up the first one? Let's see. Let's see which one they put up. I don't know which one they're gonna put up first, but I got something for you, bro. And it's ironic because I promise you, I wasn't sure what to to look for for you, but uh-huh. I had my team start looking for some businesses. I knew you was in in Georgia, and I knew you were in digital overall. I knew that. that you were in you know with with tech overall. So I found a digital marketing agency. Would you say that that's something that would be in that stack 
of okay. yeah, you want to acquire that too because it's part of your creations is getting that information out and marketing it. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Okay. So I'm literally going to give this one to you. There's no details on how to contact them or anything here, but I'm going to give this to you. You can take it on your own, speak to them. And if you want to learn how to do it zero out of your pocket, like the LBO strategies that I do, yeah. then yeah, you could always tap in with me. I can help you with that. But otherwise, this would be your gift that you could run with. Uh, you see it's a $2.9 million business. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how much they're asking. They're grossing more than that. And keeping uh 573 in profit right so this is gonna be this is an interesting one for you, especially when i saw some of the background details but this is my first gift to you my team will send you the links and everything put up the second gift put up the second gift because i think that might be i don't know this one is a data business right okay. so they asking 3.5 you can see that their ebitda that's the profit that they're keeping again is more than the other one they're keeping 700 this, this is 41 years old, right? So you're coming into something that's already there for you, how to keep the money coming, all of the, the process, the IP, everything yeah. is there for you. Now, most people look at this and they're gonna be like, yeah, but I don't got $3.5 million. We don't need $3.5 million. In yeah. the very least, the very simplest way, just like how you would buy a house, you can go get an SBA 7A loan and they'll take care of it for you. And you may have to come up with 10% or something like that. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So this is, these are my first two gifts for you, bro. There's more. I, I, there's more because as I've been speaking to you, I'm like, oh, damn, I should have included this one instead. <laughs> now I have better ideas of what would be uh, more applicable for you. But yeah. uh, I, I hope you enjoy this, man. I hope I see you acquire something in this in in, in your realm and you know I, I hope i'm able to help you with it as well no definitely man look i will say this man this is um i've been in this transition of just principles of thought like you know just from you know year after year we're not really presented with you know any type of blueprint manuscript anything of what we need to go out and learn to live the type of lifestyle that we desire personally right so you for these first 25 I was in that corporate America lifestyle. So then I had to start learning all of the business principles. I just turned 30 in December. You know what I mean? So it's just December like, what? Now, say that again. December what? Oh, uh, first. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the 28. Okay. My mom is the 29. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. So it's like, so I'm, I'm learning so much. So when you talk about um, acquisitions, like, man, this is definitely, uh, so that's why I say, man, I'm going to be studying you for these years to come. I'm going to be literally taking notes from your content because oh. this is something that I know as I continue to grow and build, like this is this is the next step. I want to build digitally hustling in a position where if it came down to it, I could sell it off if I wanted to one day. Like it's a passion project, but I can also say that there's there's businesses within it that, OK, this business specifically can be sold. And I, and I know learning from you will help me be able to you know, structure this in a way that, you know, it's going to be the most attractive when that time comes. So for sure. Definitely for sure. Like, look at, hey, I hope to see you in the BBI too, my institute where I teach all of this, man. Yeah. And yes, I, I'm putting out all the info as well uh, online. So you could always run with it. But it, when you want to get deep into the acquisitions, for sure, I hope to see you on uh, in the BBI as well. Now, that leads me to the last part. Last element. There's so much more I want to talk about, but you know, I'm trying to keep it concise. Now, I create. I have a challenge out there. You just saw it pop up a second ago because they already know that you're going to be at this table. It's called yeah. the Trillion Dollar Table Challenge, 
right? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, at the end of this decade, so we got seven years. At the end of this decade, I want to sit in a room at a table with people that look like us, and okay. we have a trillion dollars AUM. That doesn't mean I got a trillion dollars cash in my pocket. Absolutely. It means that we are managing portfolios that equate to a, a trillion dollars combined. So we got uh, businesses that we own. We got uh, stock portfolios, crypto portfolios, uh, real estate, all of that together. Will you be at that table? And come on, man. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I'll be at the table 100%. Um, this, this these type of conversations really excite me, man. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm for that. I'm for us coming together and being able to have those conversations because, bro, there because there's so many different niches and there's there's the known, there's the unknown, and then there's the unknown unknown. And being able to get around individuals who are specialists in whatever their niche is, that have a trillion dollars worth of assets, man. That's a that's a that's a room that I would love to be in. Dog. So I'll be there for sure. There we go. Y'all heard it first. My guy Vic Vibes will be at the table and might even be a member of the BBI where we are coming together and buying businesses and investing together and learning all types of different generational wealth creation strategies. Yo, man, Vic, my brother, thank you for coming on to Entrepreneurship Exposed. You help us to uh, expose the creator economy. Tell the people where they can find you, how best to tap in with you. Absolutely, man. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm really on all social medias at vix.vibes. That's V-I-C-S dot V-I-B-E-S. And be very careful. Unfortunately, guys, you know, there are so many fake accounts out there on all of these platforms as well. Um, so just going to look out for that. Make sure that you get the spelling right and everything. I will never, ever DM you and ask you for any type of investment, crypto, cash app, Zelle, anything like that. You can find me on YouTube as well. Big Vibes Unplugged. And the number one thing I would love for you guys to do to support is heading over to Digitally Hustling. You can hold the G. It's Digitally Hustling at, excuse me, digitallyhustling.com where you can actually go ahead and subscribe to the newsletter. Our newsletter is going to be premiering on February 8th. And we will consistently be highlighting some of the top tech trends, some of the top things happening in the creator economy, uh, some of the things that you can actually use within your business so that you can go ahead and start moving a little bit further, moving that needle ahead. And we'll also have something called the Digital Hustlers of the Week, where we'll be spotlighting two people within creator economy or tech every single week, all right, highlighting what they're doing, upcoming things that they have going on. And you never know when that person can be in your area or they can be in your niche. So make sure that you tune into the newsletter for that. And man, that's where you can really find us at, man. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. We'll make sure we put it down in the description as well so everybody can tap in with you. Vic Vibes, my guy. Yo, it's a pleasure. I'm looking forward for our next conversation because I I just want to talk about the tech and we forget everything else. Forget the business and all of that. We're just going to talk about tech, man. So appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you, man. Look forward to it, man. For sure, for sure. All right, everybody. That's We are wrapping up this episode of Entrepreneurship Exposed, but make sure that you have... If you like this episode, make sure that you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure that you follow on all podcast platforms because you don't want to miss information like this. You don't want to miss conversations like this. You don't want to miss people like this. All right. So I will see y'all on the next episode. Bees and I'm out. Let's go. Right.